0: Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have actor Killian O'Sullivan, who you've seen on the recent Netflix show, In From the Cold. He's a great guy and has got such an interesting story and... I really connected with him in a way I haven't in a long time. And it was just so refreshing to hear how he did it and, and what his journey has entailed. And I'm really uh, just so excited for you guys to hear it. Killian, I got so much love for you. Here we are, guys. Killian O'Sullivan, welcome to an actor's spares. How are you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? Hey, you're looking handsome, man. I, I feel very... Uh, Underwhelmed with I mean, my I'm, outfit I'm now. Because, uh,
1: right now, I, uh, you told me this as soon as I got into the Zoom, and I asked you to do it again when you were recording. Thank you, sir. Everybody, uh, for the record. He said I look handsome.
0: <laughs> How are you doing, man? Good. I'm sorry
1: to be guzzling this massive jug of water, but uh, oh, it's I all good, man. This I, morning,
0: I, I got celsius. Here you go. Get it? some Lacroix in you.
1: Um, I went for a run this morning, and I'm not used to this blistering LA heat, and I'm super dehydrated. So I'm going to be oh, guzzling nice. this throughout. So, Did you run in? sorry did you do Runyon no I didn't do Runyon I just ran um on the the, the dirty smoggy streets of Hollywood right up oh
0: nice I've done that many times yeah that's Nothing great really man runyon.
1: I've been up there I've been up there for a hike and it's lovely yeah the views times. incredible if, have you have you run up Runyon canyon
0: many times I've actually climbed it too The like the whole way uh three like savage. Like, I cannot yeah. imagine running up running down Yeah, like it wasn't like up the hills; it was like directly up the the wall. You're a lunatic. Yeah, I actually was really terrified. I had to don't worry, I'm not, I'm I'm human because I had a panic attack halfway through. But you okay. had to keep. It was one of you those ways. <laughs> Yeah, there's only that, that was the only ball. way. <laughs> <Did you laughs> I'm afraid of heights. You you're like, God, yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> I, I looked behind me and I realized there was no going back down. And uh, it was one of those times where it actually is better when it rains because the the sand, you know, is held more closely together. And it had to rain forever, so all my climbs were just like the rocks were just coming down. I was like, "Fuck!" It's very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. These. No, Tom Cruise though. You are though, man. I just watched him from the cold. How? how what a badass! Yeah. yeah. How was that experience, dude? Well, dude, right? Did, did you make it all the way through? Did you get to episode eight? Uh, I made it halfway through. Yeah, halfway through. So, yeah,
1: yeah it's great. Like, it, we we shot this thing in in the middle of the pandemic, and we were one of the first people to do it. So to just see it that it's it, out, that we've made it, and it's been occupying our thoughts for two years is, is incredible. In Madrid? Watching it.
0: Yeah, in Madrid. Yeah, yeah, we shot at Madrid. and um, Was there a start-stop because of the pandemic or did you guys go all the way so, through? So, I mean,
1: w- we started shooting like before the pandemic, like pretty much three days before COVID shut the whole world down. We, we were about to, to start shooting in Madrid. And we all kind of got sent home and we didn't know what was going to happen next as the rest of the world um, didn't have a clue. But... You know, I was lucky enough to kind of have some kind of a job floating around the corner, um, and Netflix paid us. They they really really fucking looked after us. They didn't need to do that, so I, I had some security because of the show throughout the entire pandemic. Yeah, and um, wow. you know, it was just a waiting game for like when or if this was going to come back. Like we just didn't know, um, but then eventually we did a year later. Wow,
0: a whole yeah. year. Year later. That's yeah. cra- you and Cowboy Bebop, same thing, man. Right. right. Yeah. I haven't seen, that. I
1: haven't
0: seen yeah. it yet. It, uh, like, uh, they canceled like, it. Netflix yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Was it any good? I, never mind. Never mind. No, I, it, it was. But, but yeah, let's let, right. let's talk about you, brother. Before we get into the sure. cold, let's go from the very beginning. Where you grew up in Ireland. Oh.
1: Like I said, I wouldn't be guzzling in all water the whole time. Um, yeah, I grew up in Ireland, uh, but I was born in New York, so I was in New York until I was nine. Oh, so I you're dual? Dual citizenship, which is very handy for a man such as myself. Fucking A, Next man. Yeah. Um, Damn. yeah, it's 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 handy. But so I was born yeah. in New York and um then went to Ireland with my mother when I was
0: nine. Who's and- Irish or is your father Irish Or are they both Irish? My mother is actually
1: American born as well. Like, her family came to America for two of their kids when, like, it was the place to be for, for, to make money. And um, she was born, and maybe when she was like one, they went back to Ireland, but she had the citizenship. So, um, when my mother and father got married, he was able to get into the country and he was working here, no problem. And um, it was also, there was like kind of two periods in history where everybody, three periods in history, uh, where Ireland, everybody in Ireland was coming to America. And that's why there's so many Irish people or people of Irish descent in America. And two of those times involved my family. So when my mother was oh. born and then my, my folks were like 20 or or 30 years old or whatever it was, they came to America as well to, to make money. And, um, yeah. And then uh, it, don't ask me what to, you know, um, good Catholics were doing for eight years before I popped out but they were in America for years before I was born I don't want to get into it I don't even want to think about it but it was like they moved and then years later I was born and uh, actually I feel like I always remember them telling people that they've been in America for like 18 years and I was like six or seven so they had been there for for ages both of them kind of have American accents now my mother especially has an American accent when she gets angry and um you know, but they've they're back in Ireland now as well, oh wow, and, um there's always just been this back and forth connection between New York and my family. It's always new york any any grandparents or anything like that that moves to America is
0: always new york sure. and and Manhattan or yeah, Manhattan, a different. Manhattan. wow, wow, yeah, so do you have I'm memories born. of growing up here
1: yes new york is is my home, really like it, yeah, I love being Irish, and um you know i I, I love that I came from Ireland and that I spent so many of my formative years in, in Ireland and kind of got my sense of humor from Ireland and all of that. But New York is my home. And like just walking around the streets of New York is so nostalgic to me. Like uh, a playground, like a kind of a gothic little library that you'll find yeah. like out of um You know, there's just something about the architecture of the fields in New York that's just so like warm to me. So, yeah. you know. I'm really spending a year in LA now to see if it's somewhere that I want to live because so many of my mates have moved here, Irish, Irish friends included. Um, And I said, I, I always owed it like a year just to see, but I miss New York.
0: Yeah. It's, it's hard to beat that energy, man. But you know, you picked a good time to, to, you know, give it a, give it a shot. I'm curious then, you know, what are your parents artists? Like how did this whole thing happen for you?
1: My mother went to an audition when she was like 21 or 22 and laughed herself out of the room and then decided (laughs) that it would be a good idea. Look, I I was kind of always doing impressions of people. Like maybe somebody would pop up on the TV and I'd start doing impressions. So she thought it was a good idea to like bring me to an open audition for a play in New York. And I got the part and it was like a little kid part. On a a Broadway show? Off-Broadway. Okay, cool. Yeah. Wow. And... um, you know, I just kind of got it as a child, I guess. And, you know, it was always kind of just floating around. It was like in the, it was just, she would talk about me being an actor to her friends when I was around or it was always just kind of talked about. And and that was kind of what she wanted. My dad was in the Irish Army and he thought it would be a better gift from the military. So that was always in my head too. Uh, I started boxing at a young age, maybe about 12 or 13, and I really enjoyed that. And um, I considered that for a minute, but never committed to that or anything really until I was like in my mid-20s. But these were all things that were like floating around my brain. Acting was always kind of number one. Um, It always floated into my life. Um, You know, like when i was 17 is kind of when i did my first tv show and again it was like an open audition situation i had done some plays was that the
0: one through. about the the art school the art school What's like that? it was like a i found one you did about a performing art school in belfast
1: art school that was some other uh, dastardly handsome irish man I said. no oh, it's, so, it's on your please. resume Six Degrees, um, the, 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 yeah it's, they just go to college, They're
0: just like a regular Oh, that, okay, that's not what it is, okay yeah it's, not, right. yeah, it's not fame set in Belfast unfortunately, that sounds fucked I, I, I tried to, to to find it but it was impossible <laughs>
1: No, all good, all good
0: um, yeah. No, it's, it's not like that. I'm
1: very grateful for, for, for my 18 episodes, right? That. Sorry? 18 episodes, it was a ride Yeah, it was, we got like three seasons, I think yeah, yeah. Um, It was very successful, like in Northern Ireland specifically, and but but it had like no budget at all, and they didn't advertise the thing in any way. I remember I was at home and like in the Republic of Ireland. There's it's weird, but there's the Republic and then there's the North. Really, it's just all one country. But yeah, um, that's a conversation for another time. Totally. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is a different, like, so technically the North is in is is governed by the United Kingdom, and um, they would advertise in like BBC and stuff like that. But when we actually got released in the Republic of Ireland on one of our bigger channels called RTE one or two, and I only heard about it because somebody texted me and was like, Hey, you're, I'm looking at you on RTE two right now. So like, despite the fact that they did almost no advertisement whatsoever and, uh, we had very little money. We were very successful. I'm very grateful for it because it was the first time that I had like an extended period of time, um, like on a set, working on a job, getting yeah. used to it, having experiences. And, uh, so that's
0: awesome that you brought that up. Thank you. Well, let, let's talk about that. So you, you do a play and mm. then how long after the play do you move back to Ireland?
1: Mm. I think I did the play when I was like seven. Okay. Or eight, something like that. It was pretty, pretty soon after that play. I had done some school plays, you know, dabbled in acting. Um, but that was kind of like the first semi professional situation that I had gone. And um about about a year or two after that I went back to Ireland and I wasn't really doing much of the acting. I was kind of going to school, life happens, um, acting wasn't wasn't a focus at all. You
0: weren't getting uh, like agents or whatever doing that whole thing. No, question. there was none of that. There wasn't even
1: yeah. of that, there was nothing like that.
0: Um there was
1: talk of an agent when we were in America, a child agent, representation type stuff. But then we, see, we moved to Ireland because we had to. My uncle got sick and
0: oh, my mother,
1: that. that's okay, it's, it is what it is, but my mother um, was best equipped in the family to, to look after. So we, we kind of had to move away despite uh, anything that we had going on in America. And once we were there, it just wasn't really much of a thought for a while. Um, but I was kind of always an actor. You know, yourself. Some actors, uh, yeah, totally you, you can relate to this. Like you're always putting on voices, same. or patting, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, right? You either are or you aren't. Sometimes, yeah, totally. So I was just kind of always that guy, messing in school, clowning around, always doing some kind of a performance or a character or something like that. Yeah. Um. But then around the, the same age that I got into boxing at 12, 13, I was doing drama as well. I this drama course in the Cork School of Music. They had like this this drama side of things,
0: and so you know I, Killian Murphy. Man. That's like, isn't that his town? It, yeah, he's from
1: Cork. Yeah. He's from yeah, he's from Huggers, like around the corner from where I am. Yeah, yeah Killians yeah. make a make a right. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm telling you,
1: yeah. that guy keeps taking my jobs. No, uh, um, I I uh, I think we churn out good stuff in Cork. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, but, it seems like it, man. Some of the best. And we got John Henrys Myers as well as well. Oh, America. I didn't know that, man. He's badass. He is badass. Who else we got? There's a
1: couple from Kerry, like Michael Fassbender. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, oh, you know, yeah.
0: that guy. Oh, yeah. I think uh, I think I saw him in an X Men or some shit. Right, right, right. Something <laughs> pops up you know, every like Indie, it. very independent. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. He's a very <laughs>
1: He's yet
0: to be discovered, but um, T- tiny little. penis, tiny <laughs> tiny, it's not like it's a swinging blood cover or anything like that. Oh my <laughs> god, shame. Wow, I can't talk about shame for showing that thing. The only thing that <laughs> that, that movie
1: shamed anyone was men and their old opinions of themselves. Uh, Jesus whatever.
0: Christ, I've never I've never felt so insecure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I told you, Arlen, they you know how to
0: make But
1: yeah. um yeah, uh, what was I saying before we started talking about Michael Fastbender's dick?
0: Um, I can cut okay, this so out It's like,
1: <laughs> a good subject. You know I mean?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we can do a whole pod on it. Honestly, you easily
1: could <laughs> <laughs> just on his his alone. Um, yeah. Yeah. So after that, I went to uh, I was I was going to the court school music, and man, when I was a teenager, I don't know about you, but I was just a walking hormone and I did not yeah, focus yeah. on anything or do anything. Um, I couldn't focus on stuff. And I was always the underperformer in regards to like academics. I had no interest in school. I was a troubled teenager and I I would gravitate towards things that, that kind of came easily to me or that I enjoyed. And I definitely enjoyed acting and it came easily to me in regards to... Um, like I would do a, I did a drama competition. It was like a one-man show and like I got awarded for it. And I was like, awesome. This nice. And I wanted that. I wanted the kind of, the good feeling of, of yeah. that acting was, was capable of giving me or maybe it was recognition or grandiosity. I don't know what kind of buzz I was getting off, but I was getting a buzz. Um, but I wasn't able to commit to anything at all. I was able to commit to a PlayStation 2 drinking cans of Linden Village cider and um, my mates and hanging around with my mates. That was that was my, my teenage years. And then around the age of 17, my grandmother was reading a, a newspaper for an open uh, audition for an Irish language show. So I speak Gaelic. We have our own language, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, you speak Gaelic? Speak Gaelic. Not quite as fluent as it would have been a few years ago because I haven't spoken it in a long time. Yeah. But at the time, I was pretty fluent because... I certainly had a bit of pride around it because I was I I, I was in America until I was nine. And you know, all the kids there would have spoken more Irish than me. So I wanted to I wanted to learn it. And that that's actually a big difference in uh people lo- you're learning the Irish language in Ireland. Because most people, even if they've aced it in like their leaving cert, which is our version of the, the SATs, they don't actually speak Irish. They they studied it for for the subjects, they have it floating around in the back of my mind. I wanted to learn it, so I actually did get it quite fluent. And my uncle, who we went actually back to Ireland to, to look after, uh, Sean McCarthy is his name, he uh, was fluent not only in Irish, but in like every dialect of Irish and Gaelic. So Scottish Gaelic, Welsh Gaelic, Irish, Northern Irish. No Southern way. Irish, Norway Irish, Dublin Irish. Um, like in Northern Ireland to say, how are you? Would be Gijemarahao, right? But in the south of Ireland it's constatatu, so it's very different. We but he was fluent in, in all of it. And so he was in the household yeah, until he, he passed away, unfortunately. And he was always teaching me Irish. So I was very fascinated with it. And this TV show was was in the Irish language. So immediately you are contending with a very small pool of actors. Because yeah. they have to be able to speak Irish and to do it well and to do whatever part they're looking for. And I was the part. And the one that was casting it, funnily enough, was Rebecca Roper, who did all or most of the casting in Batman Begins. And um, for whatever no reason... Way.
0: She, yeah. For whatever reason... Because they, they shot it in, in Ireland and the UK, right? They, uh, maybe that's yeah. why. I guess... Yeah, the, fir- the fir- first one was all, was all UK. Was it not in Chicago? No? No, Dark so Knight was all Chicago. And then the third one was New York, LA, and Pittsburgh.
1: So that's why there was so many Irish actors. it. Yeah. Me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I
1: know. Yeah. Um, I guess,
0: yeah, you're but, right. Liam fucking
1: yeah. Yeah, but it, aside from Killian Murphy playing playing the scarecrow, there's a bunch of guys like there's the bit I don't know if you remember in the prison where where Batman blows the door open in the prison. And there's two lads yeah. just kind of like lying in the bed, like looking at looking at each other, like what the fuck just happened there? They're well known Irish actors. There's Oh really? There's about
0: 15 well known Irish actors across that. Yeah, movie. like a- Aiden Gellin as well, right? Who was it? A- Aidan Gillen from Game of Thrones, you know? Aidan Gillen's in it too? Yeah, oh, I, I, yeah. I yeah. Well, there you go.
1: Um, so anyway, I guess she lives in Ireland. That answers the, the the why as to what she was just sitting in Ballyborny doing yeah. this, this Irish language show. Um, Wait, I did I you
0: audition wild. for it? Yeah, for this show, the Irish language one? Oh, I thought you were for Batman Begins. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> This casting director, she
1: cast that, and it was really random that she was casting this Irish language show because I was and she's American. And I was like, Where did she come from? Um, but I guess she lives in Ireland. But she uh, she was casting this. I went in, I happened to be like the part, a 17-year-old scumbag, basically, who's the son of a, a politician, and ends up in the newspapers for the wrong reasons. I walk in, I've got my ears pierced, I'm wearing this tracksuit pants, I'm like, you know, just a scumbag. And they're like, yeah. You're the guy. And um, you know, because of that, I got an agent and then got some jobs, was still just a lunatic teenager until I was like maybe 21, 22, was recycling agents like they were the problem, I was the problem, never updated my agent, never got a show reel. never learned my lines, never did any work, like, etc. and I'm like, oh, it's the
0: agents. I but did, I did, I relate to this on an iconic level, I didn't get my shit okay. together until I was 26 and got sober, dude. So I totally. Oh, good man. man, good man. Yeah, yeah. actually,
1: don't drink either. I'm one of, of twelve Irish men in history.
0: Oh, nice. I'm, I'm I'm a quarter Irish, so I I some somewhat fall into that percentage, but yeah, right. man. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. 100%. I'm, I, I, I'm Mexican, Irish, and Italian, so 100% oh. alcoholic. Yeah, Mexican, yeah.
1: Irish, but that's that's quite the combo right there. Oh yeah, man.
0: Oh God.
1: Um. But yeah, like I just have to if we get my focus on and. uh, you know, I would I would maybe start behaving like a responsible adult. I might get a little bit more work. I would stop, and then I would stop getting work, and always blame everybody else. But I guess around the age of like, how old am I now? Thirty two. Like, oh, me too. 57. Nice. You're much more yeah. handsome than me. Damn. I I'm, I don't know about that now. I don't know. About yeah, I, I look about fifty eight, and I'm thirty two. But it is what it is. Um, but I was you like could get
0: 15 Superman, 15. dude. They're, they're
1: casting soon, so. Listen to me. Put that out there. Put those yeah, out there. Yeah, I'm putting you know it out You know what? If I was to play Superman, though, I think if I was to cast myself, right, realistically, I've got a broken nose. My teeth are a little bit crooked. Like, Superman's invincible. How does he get his nose broken? How are his teeth crooked? So, but, have you ever seen the episodes or the, the movies
0: even where, where Superman gets near that red kryptonite? The, 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 well, are you talking about Smallville or are you talking about- Even Smallville. I've watched it. Every- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Smallville. Totally. When he gets near that red kryptonite and he goes bad. Yeah. If there was a movie where almost the entire movie was bad Superman or like an alternate universe where like somebody killed Lois and Superman just goes fucking apeshit, I'm your guy. We do. we- Aside from that, I don't think I'm pretty enough. Like Henry could also be
0: 007, man, you know? 007, I could do. 007. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you definitely, he's definitely got punched in the nose a few times. But um, nobody has looked more like
0: Superman than Henry Cavill it's insane yeah he looks yeah. like the guy from the comic books it's nuts yeah and he had such a hard time breaking in the business man that guy lost sure. every role for like 10 years So, I heard, Man. yeah yeah it's the
1: business though right
0: it's fucking it is what it is so so to summarize so you're, you you kind of go through this period of, of fucking shit up which i did the same thing and you get serious where are you physically and what are you auditioning for
1: so I've got like this kind of small agent in Northern Ireland who I was high on. And um, he, it was a small agency, but he, you know, was getting me some nice auditions. Um, was that great, like London uh, based productions or all no, Irish? In, in the UK, but like in Northern Ireland, and he would get some, some jobs from, from London and things like that. Um, but I did have a great agent in Dublin who I left in in those earlier years and he was fantastic but I like I said I just wasn't committed to property etc etc Um, so I went with this really small guy up north Um, and I got like a, a nice guest star in Vikings I got a little part in a future film called Maze playing like a real guy called Bobby Story it was about the this IRA prison break Um, I believe in like 1987 or something like that true story that was a great job Um, got like some parts a bunch of things that were nice but it was very sporadic auditions it was like 20 auditions a year. Like, if he and wow. I just would talk to him. I was like, What's the deal? What's the deal? And he's like, Look, we're pitching you, it's got a bill. We we need to like create a, a, an example, or, or you know, we need to give people a an idea of who you are, what you bring. And I'm like, Okay, should I go to London for generals? Like, don't
0: worry about that. And it was like the wind that shakes the barley and those kind of Irish seen of that
1: I got like seen for nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. And
0: yeah, it, but.
1: I probably damaged some relationships with casting directors given my my just lack of work ethic. Yeah. In our, you like, those relationships are fine now, but, you know, like they're giving you an, an opportunity to an actor and he comes in lazy as fuck and I can't tell you how many times I showed up to auditions and I genuinely didn't know my lines. And then there's actors coming in that are making an effort. Like, why would they Yeah. it? The I mean, so I, I, I don't think that that's anybody but my, anybody's fault but my own. And... But I, I was lucky enough to get some jobs and, uh, you know, then he kind of went radio silence. I don't know what happened there. He and ghosted was, you. Before it was a term. Me, man. He, yeah, me. he yeah. ghosted me, Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. just sent him like eight little ghost emojis and that's the last I heard of him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was around the time that I was taking things seriously and like a, a year later, I was like, fuck it, let's go. So I got a backpack, $1,000, went to New York, no friends, no nothing, just like, I was like, if I have to sleep on a on a on a bench in Central Park, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm here to just try and make money. I'm sick of talking about moving to America. I have an American passport. Yeah. it's where all the money is. No, I'm getting no auditions over here. I have no good representation. The only rec- like even way I had of getting recommendation or representation at the time was like sending cold emails, which are like, I know it's it. not going to happen, and. Yeah. Um, So I came over and when I was in New York, I kind of, I started to meet people very quickly. I made friends very quickly. Um, If you
0: don't mind me asking, just because I've lived in New York 14 years, what year was this? So I kind of know where New York was at. So four years ago. Oh, okay. So it was like 2018? Something like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So Four, four, four and a half years ago. Did you do the classic, like, you know, work at an Irish pub to start or not? I, I
1: started working at a, a, a bar restaurant called Henry's in the Upper West Side. Okay. And as a bar back making fucking no money. Done um, it. Yeah. And then Dun, I Donkey I, work, and man. I upgraded to a waiter, to a bartender, started making some money. Very, um, when I say uh, I was making no money, I'm very grateful for, for Henry's and for Henry, the guy that runs the place for giving me a job. And for uh, that place being really supportive, just yeah. FYI. Um, but I know all the people that I met in there as well, I wanted to just, that place was great. But um, yeah, so I was working in there and I was auditioning with, um actually, no, I wasn't really. I signed with this agency that were just, I'm not gonna, yeah, they they told me one thing and then the the what was reflected in the auditions I got were, you know, yeah. I kind of stayed with them for a year pilot season was completely silent no audition how were you were you cold
0: emailing or were you doing did you ever go to one on one before
1: I came to New York I sent out about 10 emails to some agencies that I thought were realistic for me to maybe get seen by I had a show
0: reel I had some headshots from Six Degrees and all those other Six Degrees Vikings feature films I
1: had worked right and I had done a few other TV shows as well besides Six Degrees um, things like that maybe I wasn't a lead I had a guest star but I had plenty of material and um you know, stuff that kind of represented me well. So I was like, okay, it's not like I'm just like some random dude. It's like, hey, yeah, you, you, you had to guys, like, you know, take a look at my face, you know, it was like I had something. So yeah. I sent that and I got like maybe three replies. One was was take that talent or something. Another was this agency that I went with and another one. And I, I the first guys I met were the agency that I ended up with. And um, look, I'm sure they tried their best, but it was just like, I got nothing from them. I actually did a feature film that year uh, with a guy who I actually, me and him, we share this tattoo, 35 to 1, about a horse that was 35 to 1, independent uh, movie. Um, I got the lead in that through an inadvertent audition that had nothing to do with the agency that I was with. And then um, uh, a play because the casting director came to the bar with my ex so another another you know, no, off Broadway
0: or Broadway? this was no. a regional
1: play in two. He theater called called. Uh, it was dancing at lunacy. That's actually another story because that is a bit. That play has a big, big, big. um It played a big factor. My experience in that play played a big factor in where I am as an actor and where I am in my career for for real. So we. We'll I back
0: I got back a for second. For. If you do, you know. I mean, I'd love to yeah, hear. Yeah, for it. sure, for sure. Yeah my brain I've got such bad ADD let me get
1: this out for okay us.
0: yeah totally okay. totally
1: so I was with them and that was fine but I bought about a year after getting with these guys I uh I joined Buckwatt and I was with the voiceover department the bartender at Henry's his name's Paddy oh my god I'm blanking on his last name and I know him so well but Paddy it's okay and um uh he set me up with the voiceover department, and then they set me up with the lizard, the logistics department, and bookmark, yeah. that was kind of when I started auditioning. Um, so yeah, like I guess so. The two rivers job that I did, uh, I spoke to you about not doing any work about, you know, maybe grandiosity about like, um, the the I didn't have much awareness over like who the real problem was in regards to like working regularly or things like that right so I racked up and you know I don't have any training Um, I did go to Colossus Stiffard in Ireland in drama school for a year but I was 18 I had an agent that was kind of working it was a lunatic teenager like I told you so I didn't do much in there Um, did do the Cork School of Music once a week but like I didn't have a I didn't go to drama college I didn't go to drama school yeah. and I was working with a bunch of actors that did and there was a big difference between me and them like a big difference I'm not necessarily talking about like ability or whatever that means to people yeah. but like just preparation consistency um, mindset work ethic was just on a completely different level and I felt that immediately in Ireland, my experiences in theater were very much like, not on not every job, but a lot of jobs. It's like, who can be the most like Richard Harris? Who, who can get fucking annihilated the night before and show up stinking a drink the next day? It's a good job. Yeah. yeah. This play was full of professional actors. And not that they weren't in Ireland, but like there's just a difference. I felt a different standard. And I was like, oh my God, I, I, I need to up my game here. And the director was this woman that was just like not taking any shit. And she just made me feel like I wasn't calling it. And, um, you know, there was the actor, act, this actress that I was working with, with very closely throughout the play, her name was Meredith Garrison. She's actually um, doing a TV show called Resident Alien right now on Sci-Fi. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Resident Alien. Yeah, yeah, and we, I just only texted with her there the other day. She's watching um, uh, In From The Cold, and I popped up. Oh, up. Nice. But like her consistency and like her just like brilliance and just like her poise, like going up on the stage, like and I just had, was was full of nerves for the first time in my life. I always felt really confident on the stage in Ireland because I'd done a good few plays. Um, I all of a sudden just had this fear, and and like she was the one that was that was <laughs> talking to me off stage before every time we went on, and I'm like, oh my god, talking, 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 and she's like calming me down and was always just so, you know, just such a pro. And after that, I was like, man, I gotta work. I need to work hard. There's no more, I I had this idea of myself, you see, this grandiose idea that I was some kind of great actor that didn't need to work as hard as everybody else. And that came from fear. It came from insecurity because if I did a bad job, it was because I didn't do the work. And if Uh I did a good job, I'm so good because I didn't do the work and it was still good. And I just was insecure I, and, and afraid. And when I came to a point where it just it was no longer working, I was like, I need to get real of myself. I want to work as an actor and I want to do a good job. And I want to feel like I deserve to be where I am when I when I do have a job. So after that I was I, I was getting some work with 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 Buchwald, I think. And I was offered this part in a play in fifty ninety fifty nine in, in New York. And my agents were kind of like don't do that because pilot season's coming up and we, we you know we need keep to keep you open it. yeah yeah and um, they called when one of the actors had to leave because he apparently contracted to another play and the, and the, the play was extending, uh-huh. extending and they were like look you've got six days to learn all the blocking and all the lines and all of this this play every actor plays seven characters you're on stage at all times if, if a car door opens it's one of the actors Right, there's no set, there's no nothing. It's just this crazy, crazy play, and um, it's an Irish play actually as well. And I loved it. I remember auditioning for it years ago, and um, it's a uh, yeah. So I was like, yes, because I knew I was going to have to absolutely work my ass off. Yeah, and I did, and the, the entire time that dancing at, my experience of dancing at in London Two River Theater was ringing in my head, and I was like, none of the none of the other stuff matters. None of this, like, insecure-based grandiosity matters. Do I want to be an actor and do I want to do a good job? Yes. So that's it. And I just was, like, 14 hours a day learning lines, like, writing down the blocking. I had never done that before. I had never done that before. And I really enjoyed myself on the, on the stage. And I got it done. And, and coming out the, end, the other end of it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I worked so hard.
0: And there were so many times of
1: meeting up to it. I was terrified and I wanted to like call them. Look, man, I can't do it. I can't just say it and make yeah. so much use. And nobody saw it. It was like a, that, that, that theater can fit like 12 people. I wasn't doing it for any reasons of like, you know, maybe what I was doing or well, why I was acting in my, in my earlier years. I just wanted to be an actor and I just wanted to act. And I wanted to do as good of a job as I could. And after that, I've been a really hard worker. Before the play in Two Rivers, I was—I never worked hard day in my life, <sighs> other than maybe That's, that's the timeline shift. Yes. Yeah. It's that play, Dancing at the Lunes, uh, uh down in New Jersey, and um, yeah, that was that was a big, big turning point. Just just in regards to like working hard and knowing my lines. I don't think I ever showed up for an audition after that ever again without being completely prepared.
0: You know, and and I'm sure, sure it's like maybe, so much easier by comparison, you know, <coughs> learning four pages of dialogue versus, <coughs> you know, fucking seven roles. It, it, right, right, right. Yeah.
1: So I've actually never really gone through that, like, American, you know, pilot season where you've got, like, nine auditions in a day. I, I've yeah. never done that, thankfully, because that sounds very stressful. And totally you're, just, stressful. you're selling just the skin that you're in, really, when, when you're yeah. uh, And ten percent of what you're doing, reading reading off the page, but um, yeah, just preparation. And that sounds like it's something that's very basic. I'm sure everybody knows that they should work really hard, but I just didn't, and that was that was when I learned that. So,
0: and like yeah, your auditions, you started booking them after that slowly, or you know, well, it was about a year of auditioning.
1: I'm getting, I was getting like these consolation price phone calls from casting directors, um, to my agents, you know, kind of like, cause I had done the, the, this play in two rivers before I had gotten with Buckwald. I had done it in okay. the year where I was kind of with this agency that got me seen for another. Um, I don't mean to keep shitting on those guys. It's just, it is what it is. Um,
0: no, I dude, I get it. I just left an agency. I totally get it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, And we don't know who they are. I haven't, I
1: haven't said who yeah. Else. um Yeah. And I, so when I, when I got with Buckwall, I was luckily in the place where I was just ready to work really hard. But I was also, I was still, I just had so much to learn because again, I haven't had kind of really, truly formal training. Um, there was a lot that I learned from auditioning regularly. There was a lot that I learned from like the place that I was coming from as an actor or the things that I looked for when I was trying to give in a performance. And I had this year of auditioning and growing. I was growing throughout the entire year of like the places that I was coming from and the work that I was doing. And but all I was getting was phone calls. You then you directly like saying good work, you know. Or to my like, agents, they, they would yeah. reach out to my agents and they would say, "Where's this guy coming from?" or "Where has he been?" or "Yeah, um, this was great," and, and you know whatever. But not getting any parts or even a callback, like nothing. Just you know, and that was tough. Cause I had expectations on myself. I, I definitely also had this thing. I was like, Oh, well now I'm working hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to, now it's going to be like phone calls coming in left, right and center. I'm going to have all the jobs in the world.
0: Um, what kind of roles were, were they guest sure. stars or, or were they like reoccurring roles? No, no, no. Or? So, so I wasn't, I wasn't getting anything. Um, I'm just saying like, that's what I was thinking in my head. No, I'm like, saying the auditions were, were they for like guest oh, star yes. roles? There or? was
1: some, some were guests there, some were leads, some were, um, you know, it was pretty much all guest stars and leads. Right. And yeah, uh, that's great. And you know, that's where Buckwald thought I was. They weren't, they weren't aiming for any kind of like uh co-star. co-star yeah, I get it. Um, w- but you know, I would have been open to that. That's just not what they were sending me out for. And I was getting
0: seen for, for guest well, that's stars. why you're with a Buckwald because they, they don't need to do that. You know, I think they
1: do sometimes. It depends yeah. on where the like, people, people
0: are. Yeah. Um, they
1: definitely do. They, and they definitely do. It's, the co-stars are fucking fantastic. It's just not what they were sending me out for. And um, I, uh, yeah, I wasn't really getting anything. And, and it was a lot of pilot stuff, actually, as well, because I was with them, a lot of stuff at ABC.
0: and um, Marcy ABC. Phillips, you know? Yeah, Marcy Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the best. The synopsis
1: yeah. in the back of her book is something that always rings true in my head. But like,
0: I was her reader all the time, so I bet oh, you, know, you we were? met. Up- yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we do. I, I bet we did,
1: yeah. I feel like because of this brosive like connection that we've got, we would have remembered.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 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 I think we would have remembered. Totally. The Irish, the Irishness, the core of Irish. Yeah. Would've, would've and and this the same this. the same trajectory, man. So so yeah. when did when did because I saw you did FBI and things like that, when did it yeah. finally land? So like
1: what I was doing all those auditions for that pilot season. Um All of a sudden, like CBS just called my agents, like, oh, does he want this part? And it was like this awful guy in in Bull on CBS. Um, Yeah. But it was a guest star and it was American. And, you know, once I got that, it just seemed like I had this moment or a few months where I just couldn't miss everything I went for, I was getting, or the things that I couldn't do. I couldn't, I, I wasn't able to do it because I was doing something else. Um, And then around that time, I also got in from the cold. So there was just something in the air. Uh, I was feeling very confident as well in my auditions. I I definitely developed this attitude um, where like I, for the first time in a long time, I wasn't concerned with what casting we're looking for. I was only concerned with what I'm able to bring to the character that I'm seeing in front of me. Um, I had this kind of like, I don't know, like I just, my attitude changed. I don't know if it was when I got that guest star or if it was a little before that, but I was doing things in audition rooms that were like, that had nothing to do with with like, whether I thought they liked me or not. Like I remember I did a couple episodes in the blacklist and they asked me to do my slate. And I just felt like I started like throwing punches at the camera and like cursing and like putting on this accent because the guy was like a, a boxer. And I was like, you know, fucking killing O'Sullivan, fucking whatever. Ah, I love it, dude. But, but like, I never would have done. I would have been like, hi, I'm killing O'Sullivan. Yeah, of course, or, yeah. You know, like I would have been very, you know, please like me. And um, that was gone. And I just it clearly helped. And I was, I got that. And then I went in an audition for one that I was feeling confident. That I was able to get to the places that I was that I wanted to get to in the auditions like emotionally because I wasn't f- full of fear and tension and, and so my performances I believe were, were better and I was better at showing a glimmer of whatever it was that they were looking for and um, yeah I just started to get a lot of work and then I got um infant Gold around the same time you know. And, 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 and that came in through Buckwald? That came through so I... <laughs> I keep forgetting to mention my, my London agents. So they're a, a gigantic part of my story as well. Like I'm with Jonathan Arendt Group in London. Oh, yeah. I did that film, Maze, that came out about the IRA prison break. Um, that came out in cinemas and stuff in Ireland and England. And one of them went to see it and they looked me up and thought, oh, that guy doesn't have representation um, in England. And they they... Followed me on Twitter. I had heard about them. I knew who they were. I loved it. They represented it and I, I thought it would be good for me. So I kind of like tweeted them back as said, like, What's up? You know, yeah. why, uh, why the follow, you know? And um, they were like, Well, I'm sorry, you we saw your movie. We like good. you. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like, Well, listen, I'm available. <laughs> yeah. Slide into my DMs, you know? Exactly. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And we yeah. Yeah. had a little Skype. And uh, you know, and they took me on, and, and they got me like some great auditions straight away in England and and in in the US. So, so were you self taping in the in the US for for British parts? They they get me seen for global stuff. Like it's sometimes wow. American, and and a lot of the time it's in Britain. But they they've got a they've got a big reach. They're great agents. Yeah,
0: really still pay. with them, I imagine.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Angle, yeah. yeah. Um, I probably have a bit too much loyalty to to, to reps, but um, if, why would I if I've no reason to go anywhere? Yeah, totally. In. And so, there, was um, this the
0: biggest audition that had come your way, maybe since Six Degrees? You know, in the sense no, of longevity. At that, time, at that
1: time, I was getting seen for 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 leads in Netflix stuff, in in you know procedurals. Um, okay. Just getting seen for seen for the odd film here and there, indie films. My auditions were pretty good at the
0: time. Yeah. Um,
1: A lot of tapes, a lot of tapes. Uh, Never like any generals or anything like that. I've had like one general in my entire life, but whatever. Um, But so the first time I auditioned for Infinite Cold was right while I was doing FBI Most Wanted. And I guess I was trying to be a wanker reactor and I was trying to like get into the part and like the character I played in that was like super uh, PTSD. And at this point I had done like maybe two guest stars and I found it very difficult. Because you have no control over your dialogue, over the lines. At all, no yeah. You're a spare tit and like, it was just intimidating. I never felt uh, comfortable and the, the inability to like change any words on these particular two jobs was like really baffling to me. And, um, so I was just like, okay, I've got a, a third guest there now. I, I need to be prepared as I can possibly be. So I just was like working really hard on it. And, um it was then that they sent me the in from the cold audition and so you've seen the first episode the beginning where chauncey is like waffling on and
0: yeah on and whisper
1: bloody 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 um that was like that's a long there's even dialogue that was taken out of the script and like you know even taken out of the edit um was that the audition that talking about at the yeah for the audition it was yeah. all section talking about biggie and tribe and tupac and wu-tang and like it's fucking, it goes on for ages. Yeah. And I, like, the next day, I've, I've been on set all day, and like, until 8 o'clock, and I'm wrecked. I had to be up early that morning, and I've got that, like, you know, sitting in your trailer, vegetation, brain thing going. Totally. And I've got, like, three hours to do this long monologue and another scene, and I also need to be prepared for what I'm doing the next day. So I'm, like... I'm like no, there's no way I'm reading the pilot, obviously. So I did something very darky with, it. I really darky. Like I even remember there's a there's a scene in Infinite Cold, I think, the, the second episode where they go to a wedding together. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and that scene is in the audition, and he says something like, uh, uh, "I'm I'm more a, a glass glass half full kind of guy,
0: right?" And, and then, then there's no about, glass at all. Yeah, Russia. yeah, yeah. And then in, in the audition, yeah.
1: I I was playing Chauncey like super darky because I'm looking yeah. at all the Wu-Tang and tribe and shit
0: yeah and totally I, I, script, I, I get oh, context to lose. yeah
1: yeah yeah. context yeah I'd never read the yeah. script um, and I added in this joke I was like oh in, in Russia the glass filled view and in the audition I made my reading partner like not laugh and I kind of had this reaction where I was like you know like I didn't get a laugh and I was like <laughs> and it was like this dark but then my UK agents like a few months later were like hey, you auditioned for this Chauncey guy. They're coming to the UK now. Do you want to go again or will we send that tape you did before? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have no time. I have, no, I, I have time and I had no time then. I'll do it again. And then I read the pilot and I was like, oh my God, this guy is like the most fucking alpha. Like, you know.
0: Yeah. He's like, you know. Staccato. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything yeah. he does is
1: controlled and, and like he's, he's analyzing everybody in the room and like he's this hyper focused individual and I'm like, Oh God, I I need to do this again. So I did it again, and then I got the part, and it's just like a completely different take. And wow, you know, there's many factors play into me getting like a, a lovely lead role like that, which is like 99 lock. It's it's not just yeah, the, but
0: like, you know, man, I, we won't I, say 99, percent but like you've been working hard, man, and and I get you know, I feel I've been putting the work. So hopefully something like that happens, you know, man, and I, I see it in you, man. You've been You've been working really hard, and you had a good rhythm, so you set it up, man. You 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 put the energy out, too. and uh, yeah, you know, that too, so. for sure. But also, like, if they, I, I'm aware of the industry,
1: and like, if they want, no, to I, it, it's money,
0: it's a flip of a coin, and it could land there, affordable. and it, yeah, yeah, and I was affordable too. I was yeah, affordable. and, and uh, uh, Charlie Charlie Cox is a million a day, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but fuck me, man. Like, so grateful. So, so grateful. Would um, you say yeah. that was your biggest, in terms of budget and production and scale, your big, yeah, yeah. Of course. And I've never
1: focused so hard on a character, not just because of the size of the job, but because, like, the nature of it. Like, I, the the polar opposite to any of the guest stars I've done before, I had a lot of input and a lot of control and a lot of fluidity and a lot of, like, you know, power on, on the, the set in regards to what was happening in a scene. And... You know my my castmates were also such a just so easy to work with like so easy to work with and we're incredible and we're so present so it was just a, an unbelievable experience and it's definitely not only is it the best opportunity that I've ever had but it was the easiest for me to like just feel comfortable and and present than than it's ever been before. So whatever happens with it, I'm just, like, super grateful that I... Most importantly,
0: did you have fun, you know, being in a foreign country, shooting this fucking huge show with the beautiful, awesome actress, Margarita? You know, I mean, it must have been... All the fucking world, yeah. Yeah. We were all put
1: up, like, again, like, I can't say enough about Netflix. I, I feel this, like, gang loyalty to them right now. Like, I mean, I... Because of how they looked after us in the pandemic before the show and then when the show came out and putting us all up in a hotel and, and spending the money where it mattered to keep us all safe from from the, the, the diseases floating around on the planet. Yeah. And, um, you know, they just really, really looked after us. And so we were in this bubble, though, because of that, where we were all living in this hotel not for for the year right or no for once we came back to shoot got it got it a year later yeah 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 and then while we were there a month before shooting we were all in a hotel together and then for like you know the rest of the shoot we were all in one hotel called the and then we moved to another one they were both lovely and they were bubbled so it was just the cast and some of the stunts and stuff like that that stayed in the hotel and then no one else so we like had the the run of the hotel to ourselves and um yeah, it was incredible. And like, you know, Charles Bryce, Lydia Fleming, Margarita LaViva, like, you know. And she had I just come that. off the
0: deuce. That was like her first thing since, uh, Yeah, Yeah, you know. she's done yeah.
1: Just something years ago. Yeah. I have never seen that, but I've heard yeah. about it. I've yeah. got a lot of horror fans in my DMs talking about Revenge. So that must been,
0: <laughs> and that how how has it been,
1: been
0: now that it's out, you know? Like, um, I mean, I'm sure. Are, are you still with Buckwald? Yeah,
1: I'm not. Like I said, I ain't going yeah. to if, yeah. If someone, what like, if I'm with an agency and I feel like they're not getting me auditions or they're not getting me opportunities or whatever, right. like, that's one thing. It's a business decision. But like outside of that, why would I go anywhere? You know?
0: No. Um, yeah. I love that. I love the hands-on
1: approach, and I feel like some bigger agencies look it's always a business decision as well and if if that was ever seemed like it was the right business decision to make I, that that's different but my agents are very hands on sherry Tarkovsky, and, and um you know she we have a relationship it, we she knows what kind of a career I want I'm always waffling on about Jason exact yeah and um yeah like I don't want to lose that and I, it's just maybe I could have that somewhere else but um and also you know, if an agent goes somewhere,
0: that's also You can always follow know. yeah.
1: But I just, all I'm saying is I, I don't feel the need. I don't feel like I need a change. I'm happy with the opportunities that I'm
0: getting. No, I, I don't mean to say that. You, I was just curious, you know, because like, yeah, you know, yeah, obviously it's a major show and I'm curious now, you know, is, is your agent's phone, is your phone, is your email, are, are, are things presenting themselves? So
1: like, it's a little early for like, you know, anything like, Offers or something like that coming in, right. but I'm not necessarily expecting that. Like there's a lot of actors do a lot of good work. I'm not talking about me doing the work. I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean that that just because something is is has eyeballs on it and maybe you didn't the job that you were supposed to do that people are just going to start giving me offers because there's too many actors yeah. out there, man. It's, uh, what, it's, I would hope, what I would hope is that it will make life a little easier for me to work more regularly as yeah. an actor. i had a very good two years. I, right after that job in Madrid, I worked six months in Berlin on another great project. Super Can lovely. you talk
0: about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, um, what's the next one?
1: That's called Then You Run. It's uh, a sky sky show. So sky Oh, nice. Shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I've seen like seven minutes, minutes of footage of it and it looks fucking incredible. And I'm not just saying that, like it really, it really does. Like the day that we wrapped, they had some footage for us. I mean, sometimes you look at stuff in ADR, which is much later. Yeah. Jesus Christ, is that going to be on the TV? But this is like the day we wrapped and it's just the shots, man, the actors... The the style of it, it's unique. It's very unique. It's it's like a funny, dark drama D type thing. I love I that. I think it's going to do. I think it's going to do well. So when is that coming? That. Having a clue. Okay. A clue. I just wrapped on that two months ago. So.
0: Oh, so it just it's probably a year. Yeah. 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 If if not, yeah, maybe six months to a year. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And, and, you know, I don't know if we were recording, but you and I were talking about how you're giving LA a try. How was that energy feeling? You you know, because LA can be, it's a town that's run on one fucking business, man. And it's hard to escape it. it. Everywhere you go, you're reminded of you're not Brad Pitt you know what I mean because there's some fucking billboard or some movie shoot there you know and how is that I don't, give, like, I, I don't
1: give a shit about that myself personally like, wow. I, and one of the reasons that I I, I didn't move here like it, when I say I don't give a shit about it it's like I'm not looking at the billboards going like and oh, comparing oh. yeah yeah I, I I would like to have whatever kind of a career I need to have, so I can do the jobs I want to make good money. Yeah, who doesn't, right? But I'm not I, the idea of like being as famous as someone like like Brad Pitt or or Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I, it's never, what,
0: yeah, I, interested I, me I mean, either.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's but it's so it's not what I'm after. Um, If it's if it's if that's something that ever required you to be in a place that that's what what needs to happen in order for you to do the jobs you want to do or whatever. But. um, I'm not in LA for, for work reasons. I don't think you necessarily need to be there in the age of COVID. Uh,
0: I just, I are guess. Are you auditioning in person out there or no? I haven't done anything in person since before. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Me either, um, dude. Maybe you can organically end up meeting people
1: here that are part of the industry. Jesus, I look holy right now, don't I? Yeah, you do. Very Christ-like. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, maybe you organically meet people in the industry that are, that are, you know, helpful, Or but I don't know. And it's just not why I'm here. I'm not much of a networking guy. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at going up and talking to somebody because I want something from them. If I happen to work with people, uh, producers, writers, directors who I click with and they like my work as an actor and they want to work with me again, like that's fucking great. And that's kind of networking, right? But um, why I'm here is because some of my good friends are here. And yes, obviously, like the industry has as much to do with it as like being in New York or LA does. Like if I'm an actor, I should probably be in New York or LA. And, um, I, I, like I said to you, I think before we started recording, it's like, I always felt like I owed LA like a year. So I got this yeah. apartment and, and you know, I, it's a nice apartment. The New Yorker in me is like blown away. It's got a washer and a dryer.
0: Oh man. Washer and a dryer. Green. I've made it now. And a dishwasher.
1: I don't use it, but I also own a dishwasher. So, um, Love that and love the weather coming from the grace the with depressing skies of Ireland. Beautiful yeah. Ireland, but the weather is that uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Um, and I've got so many mates out here, and I haven't met many of those the, the two faced air souls that, that,
0: yeah, mates, snakes and flakes. Yeah, I'm sure they're here. I'm sure they're yeah. here. But
1: the people I've met are cool, and you know, I, I'm enjoying what LA has to offer. But we'll yeah. see a year later. I, I do. Miss New York, always. But there's no reason I can't pop there back there for a week or two every
0: night. Totally. And 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 you have to because we gotta hang. And uh man, I'm 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 just so fucking proud of you. You are incredible. And I can't wait to see the, you know, Thank in you from the cold and and I, I can't wait to see this new show from Sky. And yeah. dude, I'm I'm just fucking thrilled for you and to see what's to come, man. I figured like you're just Appreciate getting started.
1: You. Yeah. Appreciate you very much. Yeah. And listen, yeah think you can ask for yourself too in that department, you know? Oh. Um, I know yeah. what it's like, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely. I look you up when I get to, to, to New York and we'll have I know, a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and, uh, well, yeah,
0: wish yeah, I could I remember, remember what the name of that cafe was. I all the time. It's going to hit you, you know, we'll exchange info after we, uh, get done recording, but final question, dude, um, yeah. for all the actors, you know, maybe for, maybe not listening, you know, that kind of, uh, you started and didn't really get it and then, you know, just kind of like didn't focus, but now feel maybe knock on wood that the world's coming back and they feel a drive to get to get in there and they just feel so lost. Any words of wisdom you might have for them?
1: Learn your lines. <laughs> no, I think yeah. that is fucking important. Learn your lines. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, I, I've been so busy moving apartment and, and with some publicity stuff and in from the cold coming out and all the rest of it. I've had a lot of auditions recently where I've had to read the lines off the laptop because I just did not have time. And last night I did an audition where I learned my lines and it was just so much more fun. And I know the work was better yeah. and whatever about getting a part, who knows what come, goes into that. But like you need to just be present for the opportunity and do good, as good of a job as you can each time. So that's part of it. Secondly, a buddy of mine was only talking to me about this the other day and I don't know whether this is anything to do it or not, but he was saying the only difference that he really sees, you no, know, he wasn't being mean, but um, the biggest difference that he sees between me and other actor friends of, of, of his that maybe are struggling to work or, or that are working, like myself, is having a very high tolerance for pain. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not trying to make any other money from any other uh, sources. I don't have a plan B. I'm prepared to either? not make it... Uh, I'm not after money I've never had money like I've a little bit of it thankfully now from from some the last couple of years but like in a financial security kind of a way which is fantastic but it's not why I'm doing what I'm doing um you just have to you know I I I do think it's important in an industry that's so you know out of your control to you know really take the reins on the one part that you do have control over and that's how dedicated you're going to be and how much and how often you're trying to get what you want out of your career you know having a high tolerance for just like positive rejection and, and accepting that and knowing it's going to happen uh, for most people and just stick it out just stick it out always get better man always get better you never know everything ever and just you know be present for the opportunity that's all
0: dude i i um that's the best advice. I, I don't think I could fucking end it on any better note. Killian O'Sullivan, man. Nice. Thank you for coming on, brother. brother. Um, come come back you. on when, when the, the Sky Show comes out. And dude, let's hang 100%. soon. Thanks. would love to do that. All yeah. right. Rock and roll, brother.